Hello and welcome to Book Besties, the podcast where I read popular books story by story, chapter by chapter, just for you. So get up to listen to some interesting story full of fun, magic and much more. Hey guys, today's chapter is called Is It a Step Well? And this is actually the third time I'm recording this chapter. So be prepared for this ride because it's an exciting one. The next day, the weather was cool, but dark clouds lingered in the sky. Noni told her grandparents, I'm getting so bored at home. I've asked Medha, Amit and Anand to join me. We're all going to see the Varada River. Aji was not happy about this development. She said, why do you have to go to the river? It may not be the best thing to do right now and it can be very dangerous. I know that Mahadeva is there with you, but still, can't you just sit and read or call your friends home and play here? Why do you always like to go here and there? But Acha always encouraged Nuni to explore the outdoors. Nuni went to her room to get her backpack. She checked her emergency kit. It had her cell phone, a torch, a folding stick, binoculars, a matchbox, a candle, a hat, an umbrella, a notepad and a pen, a small towel, bed wipes, a small first aid kit given by her father. She always carried the kit whenever she had an outdoor activity planned. Sometimes her friends made fun of her, but she didn't care. She knew it was important to carry. Ajay told Mahadeva, you must be careful and take care of the kids. Bring the children home whenever they get bored or tired. Here, take this lunch basket. It is for all of you. Ajay warned Mahadeva, Nuni is adventurous and wants to explore everything. She doesn't know the dangers of our terrain. You better take care of her. If she gets hurt, I will hold you responsible. Soon, Nuni and Mahadeva left the house to meet Amit, Medha and Anand. Nuni didn't understand Ajay's concern. Why was she getting so worried? So, where are we going today? asked Medha. We are going to the riverbed, replied Mahadeva. The road from the village to the riverbed is bad and we can get stuck on the way. So, let's go through the forest. It will be a long, interesting walk. I'm sure we'll find plenty of mangoes, local berries like amla and lot of jamun on the ground. They are safe to eat too, and I bet we'll see deer. Noonie's daring spirit burst forth and she said excitedly, Yes, let's do that. It'll be such a great adventure. Come on then, said Mahadeva and took the lead. He walked in front of the group with Noonie second and the others right behind her. Though Noonie had gone on some adventures and hikes before, this was a little different. The forest itself wasn't very thick, but there were many native trees, bushes and local mango trees which were different from the usual hybrid variety. A few mangoes were lying on the ground and Mahadeva picked up one. This is a forest mango, he said. They walked a little further and Mahadeva saw a plant with tiny, delicate pinkish flowers in their path. Before he could warn Nuni, she stepped on it. But the group continued walking. After a distance, Nuni stopped and sniffed. There was a beautiful aroma in the air. She asked, What is this fragrance? I have never ever smelled it before. Medha giggled. They were passing under a bakula tree. Nuni knew very little compared to Medha and Anand when it came to nature and its many mysteries. The children continued on their way. The terrain was definitely better than taking the main road. There was a little mud, but they were, there were enough stones for them to jump on and walk on. <gasps> Look at that! exclaimed Mahadeva. Shh! Don't talk! The children saw two birds chirping away. 
A minute later, they were sharing the same guava. Noni asked ever so softly, "What are those?" But she wasn't quiet enough. Her whisper was loud, and the birds flew away. They are minor birds. Haven't you ever read the story about the minor birds? Said Anand. No, said Noni, suddenly angry. But Mahadeva interrupted and said, "Look at that!" And he pointed to a big bird sitting all alone on the top of a tree. That is a Ratnapakshi," said Amit. Suddenly, the children stumbled onto a big group of deer who vanished the moment they heard them. Noni was very sad. I wish I could have seen them properly. Don't worry, Noni. You will see a lot of them. This is not the end of the journey. As they walked further, Noni noticed a strangely beautiful green creeper ahead of them. Mahadeva stopped near it and showed the group the chiguru or the front portion of the vine. He cut it with a knife and offered a little bit of it to all the children. It was sad but very yummy. Do you all want to walk more or do you want to rest for some time? asked Mahadeva. Let's walk a little further and find a better spot with some shade. You must have come this way many times, Mahadev. Can you find a nice place for us to rest? asked Anand. Yes, there are so many paths passing through the forest, but fewer people travel this route, he said. There's a soap nut tree ahead with plenty of shade. Let's go and sit down there. Less than 10 steps ahead, Noni encountered what looked like a betel leaf plant. Who planted this? Noni, nobody plants anything in the forest. By then the group had reached the soapnut tree and they all sat down to relax. It was a little afternoon. Nuni was looking everywhere curiously. She saw a large mushroom on the ground and was thrilled. "Hey, I have never seen such a large mushroom in the vegetable shops in Bangalore. Can we cut it and take it home for Ajay to cook? I just love mushrooms." Neetha went to the mushroom and examined it carefully. Nuni, this is not an edible mushroom. Not all mushrooms can be eaten. Some are extremely poisonous. Be careful and don't eat anything without checking with us first. But Nuni wanted to see more of the forest. It was as if a whole new world had opened up to her. As everyone settled down, Mahadeva started distributing water and fruits, but Nuni didn't want to eat what Ajay had given them. She saw a shrub with wild berries at a short distance and asked, "Can I pick those berries?" "Oh, um, you will have to work on that mud, Noni. You better be careful," warned Mahadeva as he also sat down to eat and drink. Noni started walking on the mud path towards the shrub. Just as she was about to reach the shrub, she panicked. Her shoes seemed to be stuck. She pulled with all her might but couldn't move. A few seconds later, she felt herself sink and the mud went up to her ankles. The more she tried to get herself free, the more she sank. Finally, she shouted, "Medha, Mahadeva, please help me! I'm sinking!" Everyone came running to her. Mahadeva stopped everyone a few feet away. "Don't go there. If you also start sinking, then I can't pull everyone out by myself. Listen to me. I will grab hold of Nuni's hand and pull her out, while you hold me and pull me back." With a lot of effort, Mahadeva pulled Nuni out, but her boots remained stuck. While Mahadeva was catching his breath, Nuni stared down at the mud. It kept falling down, even though she was no longer there. She didn't understand why that was happening. Abruptly, she said, oh, "Wait a minute! There's something else down there, which is why 
the mud won't stop falling down. Why don't we see what's inside? Come on, Noni. Are you crazy? said Medha. Please, Medha, let's see what's down there. It's probably just a pit, said Anand. There are many pits in the forest, and if we keep stopping to check them out, we will never reach the river. But Noni wasn't listening to them anymore. She suddenly thought of her boots. I want my boots back. How can I even walk without them? No, nee, they are very dirty and I don't want to go there again. Mahaliva sounded very annoyed. Nuni brushed past him and walked barefoot towards her boots. She stopped a little distance away when she saw that they were stuck under a rock. Will you help me move this rock so that I can grab my boots? She requested Mahadeva, knowing that he was the strongest of them all. Nuni, I think the rock is too big for me and I don't want to get close to the falling mud. Mahadeva, just look here. The mud is slipping inside the hole so quickly now. If you wait for much longer, my shoes will also fall inside, Noni insisted. Noni lay on her tummy and grabbed her boots and she pulled strongly. Her clothes became muddy but she didn't care. She just wanted her boots back. Mahadeva caught hold of her legs and shouted loudly, Pull, Noni, pull! We are holding you! The three other children also joined Mahadeva and kept a firm hold on Noni as she tried to pull her boots out from under the rock. Har har Mahadev! yelled Noni. Amit said, Dam laga ke hai The rocks moved slowly and Noni managed to get a hold of her boots. Mahadeva and the children pulled her back as she watched the rock begin to incline. In less than a minute, it fell down into the pit along with the slimy mud. Noni stood where she was, motionless. Mahadeva and the others started dusting their hands. Let's get out of here, said Medha. No, please, let's not go anywhere, exclaimed Noni. She took her torch out of the backpack and switched it on. There is something below the ground and it isn't just a pit. I just know it. I'm going to go and check. She said assertively. Noni, I know that you listen to plenty of stories from Aji. She's such a wonderful storyteller and the whole village loves listening to her. But that doesn't mean that there's a palace of some princess below the stone, said Medha. This has nothing to do with Aji. Noni shone her torch at the pit from a distance. I think I can see a path. I'm definitely going in. Are you mad? There may be snakes down there. I'm scared, said Amit. Who knows where the pit ends? Who will pull us out if we get stuck? said Anand. This could lead to anything. I don't want to get in trouble, exclaimed Medha. Once Nuni decided to do something, nothing could stop her. So she looked at Mahadeva pleadingly. If you're ready to help me, I'll go inside. If I get stuck, Medha, Amit and Anand can use my cell phone to call for help. And if there's no network here, they can run back to the village and inform everyone. Mahadeva, I would like you to come with me, but if you don't want to, it's okay. Then I'll go by myself and you can help me climb out later. Mahadeva could see the determination in her eyes. She may not know much about birds, animals and forests, but she was adventurous, loved experimenting with new things and exploring the unknown. The worst that can happen is that we'll get stuck in the pit, he thought. He smiled at Noni. I'll help you do this. Mahadeva took two long branches and slowly descended into the pit. He figured that the branches may help them find their way around or climb out later. Noni followed him confidently with her backpack behind her. Finally, they were standing together on what seemed to feel like a step in a staircase. There was a cave-like structure with a small opening ahead of them. Only tiny Noni would be able to get in, 
She removed her backpack and bravely squeezed herself into the opening and Mahadeva watched her. Be careful, Noni. We don't know what's inside. Do you have another torch? What about a matchbox? Noni remembered the matchbox and the cell phone inside her backpack. She said quietly, mm, I can't turn around right now, so you will have to help me. Take the matchbox out of my bag and light a match or you can use my torch. I also have a three-fold stick. Pass it to me. I can use it to poke a few holes here and there. Maybe the mud will move a little bit, so there's some space for you as well. Mahadeva handed Noni the stick, and within a short while of poking it around, she was able to make space for Mahadeva to get in. Noni held up a matchstick and saw a black pillow on the side. Then they looked at it closely using the torch. Though the pillow was only exposed partially, it was clear that it was decorated with beautiful designs. The rest of the pillow was covered with mud, sand, and stones. They tried to explore some more, but couldn't make their way further. Finally, Noni said. We can't do this by ourselves, Mahadeva. Let's widen the hole so that Amit Anand and Medha can also get in. Slowly, Noni started climbing the pit. The other, th- the other three children were silently sitting under the tree and waiting, but they looked worried and scared. When they saw Noni's cheerful face, they realized that she was safe. They rushed to give her a hand and pulled her out. Mahadeva was right behind her. Noni said happily, We saw a beautifully carved pillow and I bet there are more of them. Really? I want to see it too, added Amit. But we can't explore further without the right instruments. What should we do? asked Mahadeva. We decided to go to the farm that is that was on the other side of the rivulet. They took a shortcut to get there. First, we need to clean ourselves and remove the mud. Once we reach the farm, I can take you to the extra room where Aja keeps farming equipment like shovels, picks, metal baskets, brooms and ropes. Let's bring some of it here, said Noni. Also, we won't tell Aja or Aji what we're doing right now or else they will definitely stop us. I'll tell my grandparents about this in the evening. So, do you all agree with me? Shall we do this on our own? She said quickly. Everyone looked at each other. They didn't know what to say. Noni stepped up to be their leader and said firmly, Listen to me now. Don't be scared. Nothing will happen to us. Come on, let's have an adventure. The children decided to take the shortcut and reach the rivulet. The water came up to their knees because of the rain. It was almost 2 p.m. and the sun was shining brightly in the sky. Mahadeva said, if we all work together, this may only take two or three hours. He took the pick and started removing the mud near the top of the pit. Noni made the Anand and Amit gathered the mud and started placing it on the side. They kept cleaning out the rubble for almost two hours. Finally, the children uncovered three steps. As soon as it started getting dark, all of them came out the pit drenched in mud and dust. I really can't go home like this, Medha whined. My mother will ask me so many questions. Don't worry, Medha. Let's go to the rivulet and clean up. By the time we reach home, our clothes will already be dry, said Noni. They rushed the rivulet and cleaned up quickly. On their way back, Noni asked her friends, Can we go there tomorrow and clean up? Why do you want to do this? questioned Amit. The five of us can't take on such a big task by ourselves, added Anand. We only did it today because you were insisted. What do we get by doing this? asked Medha. I heard from Aji that there was a step well near our village and then I heard a slightly different version from Aja and Anand's father. Who knows, maybe this is the same step well that everyone is talking about. If we unearth it, wouldn't it be awesome? said Noni. I don't know whether there is a step well here or not, but either way, we are children and can't handle such a big project on our own. 
we have to tell the grown ups said anand i agree said mahadeva i know i can work hard but even i think the structure is too big for one person to work on and what if we find poisonous snakes behind the rocks as we work what will we do then asked medha finally they all reached home their family saw they had only gone to the river so they didn't worry about their semi wet clothes Nuni had a bath, changed her clothes, and she went to the hall. When Aja went for her evening prayers to the other room, Nuni said to Aja, "Aja, I want to talk to you about something. I'm sure you won't get upset with me." Nuni took a deep breath and told Aja about everything that had happened that day. Aja was extremely surprised. Nuni, I think all of you have done something really commendable. Who else knows about this? Well, just Mahadeva and my friends. We haven't told anyone else except you. Keep it that way. I'll call our panchayat head Hanuman Gowda, and I will tell him about what you all have found. I will also inform Shankar Master. This is such great news. He was excited. Ajay had finished her prayers by then and overheard Ajay talking as she was passing by. What's happening? Why are you sending messages to Hanuman Gowda and Shankar Master at this time of the evening? Is it something extremely urgent? Yes, I think it is. Your granddaughter has found some temple ruins and maybe even a stepwell. I always thought that the stepwell incident was just a story. Now I'm actually beginning to wonder. Oh no, my book closed. Aji was even more ecstatic than Aja. I knew it. I knew that the stepwell would be found one day. In a short while, Shankar Master and Hanuman Gowda joined them. Anand walked in behind his father. Mahadeva was already there, helping Aji with a few odd jobs. All of them sat on the veranda. Hanuman Gowda, who was in his late thirties, was an energetic person, and he said, "We should definitely do something about this. What's the emergency?" Now, Nuni, I just said, tell us exactly what happened today. And Nuni repeated the entire story. Mahadeva and Anand listened to her and added to the story every now and then. After Nuni stopped talking, Shankar Master said, "If it's really a ruin, we have to inform the archaeology department about the discovery. They'll send people to come and check the ruins, but the whole process will take time. This is our village, and the ruins belong to our land." We can't keep waiting for someone to come from the archaeology department and guide us. Those people will take their own sweet time. We should at least start the process," said Hanuman Gowda with with enthusiasm. That is true. However, it is our duty to inform them. We can always start the work on the outside, but we must be careful not to destroy or spoil anything inside. It is an offense to our country to do so. Suddenly, Hanuman Gowda swung into action and his tone changed. Shankar Master, you will be in charge of this project until the archaeologists come. We will arrange for twenty-four hours security with more people guarding the place at night. Ajay interrupted. Do you really think that it's a stepwell? No one can say for sure at this point," replied Shankar Master. These children may think that they have seen steps, but it may or may not even be so at all. Let's not jump to any conclusions before we know more. When should we start the work? inquired Ajay. We'll start tomorrow," said Hanuman Gowda. Shankar Master, can you find out which archaeology department we should contact and who our contact person will be? I'll call up and talk directly to him or her. 
If it comes under Bangalore's jurisdiction, then I can talk to my son and maybe he knows someone. Anja called Shekhar. Son, do you know anyone in the archaeology department in Bangalore? Appa, what a strange question. I'm not a history student nor am I active with the museums here. How do you expect me to know anyone? You may know some of your patients or your patients may know someone. Why? What is the matter? Acha repeated the day's happenings and Shekhar became immediately concerned. Appa, how could you have allowed Muni to go out alone with her friends? What if something had happened to her? Noni is a free spirit and we can't restrict her from going out and exploring the world. Don't be impractical, Shekhar. She loves learning and seeing new things and wants to discover things on her own. Here, everybody is proud of her. Noni heard her grandfather talking and took the phone from him. She told her father, Dad, please stop worrying. I wasn't alone. I had four friends with me. Spending time here in your village is so much more fun than those summer classes. I've learned more than I will ever. And Dad, will you please help Aja? I'm hoping that our discovery turns out to be a step well. Aji grabbed the phone and said, Shekhar, you won't understand because you don't believe. If the ruins are indeed a step well, then you will realize what Nuni has done for this village. So if you can think of someone and can connect your father to him or her, it would be really nice. She concluded. Nuni took the phone back and said, Dad, my birthday is coming up and I don't want any gift except this. So please connect me with someone from the archaeology department. Please, Dad, please. Shekhar was completely speechless and gently said goodbye. After an hour, he called back and told Nuni, I had a patient named Abdul Rashid. From what I was able to recollect, he has the archaeology department in Bangalore. I called him, but he asked me for many details and I didn't know what to tell him. He's a good, knowledgeable man. Here, take down his number. You can contact him and give him all the details he needs. I hope you're happy now, Noni. And that's how the chapter ends. The next chapter is called The Excavation. And it's extremely exciting, just like this one. The title of the book, The Magic of the Lost Temple, finally makes sense. Thank you for listening. I hope you liked this episode. But before we go, don't forget to leave a rating and review on your favorite listening platform. Bye for now. My voice, your ears.